hello everybody welcome to yet another episode of homo sapiens um we promised to talk about everything under the sun but it seems like we've only talked about cricket so far i am raghav talwar and today i am joined by today's a bit of a unique episode because i'm only joined by one other person unless people decide to crop up in the middle uh oday mathur a batchmate of mine from sanskriti school uh an old friend of mine from a humanities class um so uh oday great to have you on the show great to talk to you after a while i think we last maybe talk, uh, bumped into each other in college and haven't really spoken since then but uh it's refreshing to have um a cricket nafi from outside the whatsapp group or the extended whatsapp group so uh, just yeah great to have you here oday yeah yeah great great to be here raghav thanks it's it's great to catch up over cricket definitely um so in this episode we'll be talking mainly we'll be starting by uh, with india's upcoming white ball tour of uh, sri lanka which was meant to start on tuesday tuesday that is the 13th of july but will now begin on the 18th of july that is in a week's time the there we we will be playing we as in india will be playing three odis on the 18th the 20th and the 23rd of july and then there will be three t20s on the 25th the 27th and the 29th of july because the reason for this is of course uh, two members of the sri lanka camp who returned from england uh, tested positive for covid i think the delta variant i'm not entirely sure about that but either way they tested positive and that neither and that meant that um the series either the series basically had to be uh, delayed but in general i think i already know the outcome of this tour i mean fine it is a i mean um sri lanka are playing at home but i really don't think that matters much uh slc are in disarray uh andro fidel fernando um an excellent author for uh, an excellent writer for espn cricket for uh, uh wrote a piece on this very disarray recently uh title so what's going on with sri lankan cricket and the subheading was reading this will make you laugh it will also make you cry uh oday um <laughs> do you want to sort of elaborate a little on what's been happening with sri lankan cricket in brief and essentially what does and the what does this really signal for smaller nations in cricket and by smaller nations i just don't mean the big three of india australia and england i also mean uh new zealand as well as to an, as well as pakistan to an extent because i feel that these five are competitive teams but uh more like teams which were you know top notch in the 2000s um and maybe early 2010 such as south africa and sri lanka their boards have uh, their, their boards haven't exactly been um well, uh, top notch administrators recently and that has mm-hmm. an effect on their on field performances as well so please go ahead with that yeah yeah uh, well i mean sri lanka's so your point about smaller nations and their boards and mismanagement um i mean it seems to be a bit of a bit of a trend now because now yeah uh sri lanka west indies and south africa i mean these three nations which are like which were very very competitive respectable teams mm-hmm. uh in the cricket world are now basically be been played by a very poor administration or you know mm-hmm. not just poor administration just general disarray due to you know sometimes not even uh issues of administration I mean, that's something like cricket south africa is much mm-hmm. like their their issues are much deeper it goes into like the the country societal politics and and you know it's it's far more deeper in and issues. yeah yeah it, uh, those, yeah those issues as, are very 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 nuanced but maybe not the case of sri yeah. lanka yeah yeah not the case of sri lanka at all i mean in sri lanka <laughs> you refer to andrew fidel fernando's really really nice piece mm-hmm. i mean nice for us as people who enjoy reading cricket literature but mm-hmm. if you just read the first paragraph i mean he he literally tells anybody who's reading this that if you know if you don't have a disregard for your mental health you know then don't read this because uh it'll end it'll end with you weeping uh yeah. because it seems to be a major it seems to be an issue that's been going on since uh, uh for at least like 10 years now in sri lanka and it might have been co- might have got covered up thanks to some extremely talented cricketers and thanks to like the mahila sangakara mogli sort of era um but now it's it's an absolute disaster so like just to just to go over exactly what's going on i think it all started with a contracts standoff between the players and the board um so the so for anybody who doesn't know the con- uh, so 
usually how cricket boards work is they have a centralized contract system and um, you know players are uh, are allotted to a certain grade of contracts and they get remunerated mm-hmm. accordingly now that grade is generally determined by how many formats you play how important you are to a team etc this is not i mean issues around this are not uh, are not unknown i mean there's a major standoff in australia as well recently uh, uh-huh. uh right before the sandpaper game so similarly yeah. here as well i mean but here of course i think it was a much much bigger issue because you know most players including players like angelo matthews including uh, players like kusal mendes etc they weren't happy with the grading uh, somebody like dimuth kagunagatne who's one of the better players in sri lanka right now was given the third lowest uh, contract grade which is very which is quite sad because he is one of the better test cricketers and one of the cricketers who actually you know makes it to world 11s when uh, uh, when experts pick their world 11s at the end of a year he actually gets picked in them because there's like a dearth of good test openers and dimuth kagunagatne is one of them add to that uh, there's that recent issue in in the uk where like kushal mendes uh, kunatelika and negoshan dikwela i mean all of whom uh, uh, you know one thing that gets lost in all this admin uh, uh, admin mess in sri lanka one thing that also gets lost is that the players aren't doing themselves any favors either on the either on the field or off the field uh, these three players that we are talking about right now who got caught on camera i mean it, it it's obviously it's very ridiculous they, they no mask nothing outside uh indulging in activities that they really shouldn't have been indulging in a, mm-hmm. while being in a bio bubble uh yeah. so many livelihoods at stake a, extremely extremely irresponsible behavior and mm-hmm. you know the bubble burst essentially uh, and now uh-huh. of course there will be there will be disciplinary action etc but it obviously it's not it's not a good look uh mm-hmm. for anyone and finally mm-hmm. i think and this is where you know we really come to the cricket side of things they've had mm-hmm. something like six or eight captains in the last ah. year or two years which is which is i mean that that clearly shows that they're not going in the right direction and right before yeah. the series as well now dashun sanika uh-huh. has become has been an captain as replacing captain. replacing uh, replacing kusal pereira uh, in the vice captain replacing kusal pereira yeah yeah exactly okay, okay, okay. so you yes, know so that is no. never a good look if you have so many captains in such a short period of time there's obviously something very seriously going wrong So yeah I mean that that's the nutshell but it goes it goes much beyond yes. there's a uh, there's a major first class cricket uh, structural mm-hmm. issue which which the players apparently are very unhappy with and have been unhappy with for a while uh, exactly. which hasn't been yeah. overhauled so yeah so it's big big issues uh, not mm-hmm. sure how it's going to get resolved in the short term but just want to mention mm-hmm. before I end this but just want to mention one mm-hmm. positive which could hopefully lead to some change is that tom moody who's a respected uh cricket not administrator but coach and like yeah. somebody who works very well with young talent and somebody who's worked in the sri lankan system with a lot of success in the past uh-huh. is the is their director of cricket and, yeah, exactly. already, and he's the one he's the yeah. one who's proposed um, like he uh, yeah, exactly so he is the one who has uh, sort of uh, proposed a new provincial domestic cricket system right uh, which the board has approved yes. but then again uh, like yeah. just to co- like just to quote uh, the fidel fernando piece uh, it remains to be yeah. seen whether the system takes flight because in previous years board president shami silva has been on record claiming sri lanka does not need to change its domestic system since the age old club system won its the 96 world cup along the same line of logic if loin cloths were good enough for our cave people ancestors <laughs> why do you and i need stitched underwear Um, yes so yeah and and <laughs> yeah. yes, and and i know and, and uh, like uh, and i remember so with uh, so i mean i just like to add something else over here as well right uh, so there's there's something over here i remember recently when you know i mean jimmy anderson recently took his thousand its class first class wicket match like for lancashire in the county championship yeah. and then they were talking yeah. about other people who are close i think um, one of the other podcasts was talking about i say other podcasts as though in the same league uh, um one of the other podcasts was talking about um you know um people who are close right and then they basically i think they mentioned yeah. a couple of sri lankan spinners and then they said right. um well that's also because that's also because the conditions are so i mean if you're talking about jimmy english conditions being favorable to jimmy anderson sri lankan conditions mm-hmm. are certainly mm-hmm. very very favorable to um 
to Sri uh, to Sri Lankan spinners. To, again, exactly. So domestic okay. pitches are so dry that single spinners frequently comprise ninety percent of the top ten wicket takers every first class season for the last six years. I don't know whether that's healthy. And there are essentially yeah, and then and uh, and and yeah, and again, the men's team has had five head coaches in the last eight years. Mickey Arthur is very respectable. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has coached Australia and South Africa in the past. Um, he coached mm-hmm. Pakistan as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, in fact, that's, that's yeah. another thing. Sorry, just uh, just want to jump in here and add something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah okay. Along with, uh-huh. I, I mean, I look at that as a positive. I mean, Mickey Arthur has is, has been a colorful coach to say the least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's uh, very entertaining even to uh-huh. viewers because he's very animated. But yeah, yeah. Uh, the the relevant team that he has coached here is Pakistan, which itself right. is you know the the system over there uh, is is you know not exactly ideal. A lot of politics and yeah, um, uh, regional politics as well at play and and uh, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Yet, uh, along with Sarfaraz Ahmed as captain, they did enjoy a certain amount of success. And certain yes, yes, amount of very tangible success. They won a major, exactly. won an ICC tournament, and were like exactly. the number one T Twenty team for a while. So yeah, that's exactly. another thing. Like it, they've got, they've got a, they've got a good coach. They've got a good director. Mm-hmm. And they were so, the number one. Uh, they they reached number one ranking in tests as well for a bit. I think. Oh, Pakistan. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah, I think Misbah yeah. held the mace for a day and then had to let go oh. over the next day. <laughs> but, okay. 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 <laughs> Oh, but okay, yeah, okay. but you're right. Okay. You're right. Uh-huh. They were number one. Uh-huh. That, that is true. But uh-huh. T20s in T20s, they were number one for an elongated period. I mean, I think for almost right. two years. And and not only that. Right. I mean, that is just mm-hmm. that is just the achievements under him. But like young talent like Babar Azam, Shadab Khan, um, they really came up under Mickey Arthur, which is sort of the situation that Sri Lanka finds itself in. I mean, most of the names that you see now on their team sheet, I mean, basically unrecognizable. But of course, like there's a lot of talent there as well. Like somebody like uh, Vanindu Hasaganga is interesting, talented mm-hmm. young all-rounder. In, uh, then of course um, we saw El. I mean, uh, we saw Elbo Denia. Am I getting the Embo Denia right. in the series right. against England? Right, the 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 England. tall unorthodox, the, the tall uh, left-arm orthodox spinner. I think yes, that was him. Right. Yes. Uh, left-arm exactly. orthodox. So, I mean, again, again, again uh, dry pitches uh, remains to be seen how he performs mm. outside Sri Lanka. But he was mm-hmm. deemed. But I remember, uh, I remember he did quite well, and people were quite excited about him. So okay, so right, Sri Lankan right. cricket. Um, okay, so it's uh, not all hope is lost yet because they do have, uh, yeah. they do they do have Tom Moody for sure. They also have Mickey Arthur who can maybe sort of, uh, you know, uh, do somewhat what he did with Pakistan maybe except, uh, but mm-hmm. except that maybe SLC is perhaps in more disarray than the PCB and Pakistan cricket were at the time. Um. Oh, I'm not quite sure if Pakistan cricket were really in a terrible state then, right? I mean, Pakistan cricket have always had issues with players. Shoaib Akhtar, famously, a few, quite a few others <laughs> as well, I'm sure. But uh, anyway, so but but let's see what happens now with Sri Lanka. Um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, so now the series has been pushed to the 18th of July because of positive cases, um, and we've got a number. Of course, we've the the chunk of India's A-listers. So to speak, yeah, like top top <laughs> cricketers, your 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 Virat Kohli, your um, Rohit Sharma, etc., are all in they're all in England uh, in uh, preparing for the red uh, preparing for the red ball tour. They're doing so by going and watching Euro 2020 matches. Excellent preparation, um, going <laughs> going and uh, going and sitting with 60,000 other people in Wembley. Uh, brilliant. Nothing's going to happen. <laughs> no, uh, no, but um, no, I mean whatever. Like they they're there for a long time. The, the the country the the UK is coming out of COVID. If it's deemed to be safe, it's deemed to be safe. I only I jest. Uh, okay. Anyway, but uh, yeah. uh, so we've got we've got a relatively I mean uh, we've got a relatively uh, inexperienced, slightly youngish team led by of course the 35 year old Shikhar Dhawan, um, with other senior players being the likes of Yuzvendra Chahal and a few, and then there's a few other and then there's a few others as well. But at the same time, uh, we have a lot of others. We've got Prithvi Shaw who did excellent. Who, who played very well in the Vijay Hazare Trophy? That is the list, the domestic list A uh, trophy, basically the equivalent of ODIs in domestic cricket. We of course have, a, of course, we've got we've got both the Pandya brothers, Trunal and Hardik. We've got Manish Pandey. We've got the very promising Devdat Padikal. We've also got the uh, we've also got the equally promising Rituraj Gaikwad, Rituraj Gaikwad, Rahul Cheher, Deepak Cheher, Krishna Gautam. I'm quite excited about this team. I think that uh, then we've also got uh, the mystery spinner uh, Chakravarti. 
of KKR and Tamil Nadu. Um, Sanju, Sanju Samson as well, and Navdeep Saini and Chetan Sakaria, uh, who we've seen earlier this year mm-hmm. in the IPL uh, with Rajasthan Royals, right? I am. I, I mean, I'm, and of course, who I, I, I mean, I might as well name the entire squad. Ishan Kishan as well. So we've got a very, very, uh, we've got a lot of talent here, right? This team is packed with talent. Even people who don't follow domestic cricket, I mean, everyone, this, uh, all cricket fans in this country pretty much follow the IPL and so would be familiar with a lot of these names, right? And I feel very confident that this team can easily uh, take on Sri Lanka and use this as preparation and perhaps as a stepping stone towards the um, T20 World Cup, which will take place in the Middle East, that is in the UAE and Oman uh, in, I think, September and October this year. Uh, or is it later? Am I, am I mixing no, up? No, it's then. It's then. It's, uh, yeah, it I think then. it's, yeah. yeah, it's towards the end of September, early October. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, great. Right. Okay. So basically we've got, um, we've got, we've got an excellent team, which I've just read out to you. Um, do you reckon that we should, I mean, do you reckon that we should maybe, I mean, I, I'm of the opinion that maybe we should, you know, rest some of our, like more senior players, perhaps, like perhaps play them mm-hmm. in maybe like a game or two. But maybe give the like, maybe open the batting with say Shaw and Padikal, right? Uh, and maybe mm. then rather uh, open the batting with Shaw and Padikal, or maybe open and you know uh, Gaitwad at three. So essentially, uh, and then maybe Nitish, uh, and maybe or maybe Nitish Rana at three, right? He's also there. So uh, okay. uh, so do, do I mean so do you reckon that this is maybe an opportunity for experimentation, or do you think that maybe India should try to uh, give its senior players as much? you know, game time as possible so that, you know, they're match ready and match fit when it comes to the, or at least, I mean, somewhat match ready or have, or have played some cricket in the build-up to the, uh, to the T20 World Cup. Right. So that's, that, yeah, that's an interesting sort of proposition. I actually didn't look at it that way. Um, mm-hmm. So there are six international, three of which are ODIs and three of which are T20s. But the relevant yeah. thing over here is that, uh, that these three T20Is are the last three T20Is that India is going to play before the World Cup. I mean, of course, there will be an IPL. But as yeah. an Indian setup, these will be the last three. Now, the issue yeah. here is like the senior players that we are talking about on this particular tour, unlike yeah. general uh, Indian squads where the senior players are basically set, like Rihard Kohli, Gohit Sharma, Jaspreet Bunga, these three players, and at times... At times, even somebody like Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, if he's if he's fit, these four or five players in a T20 I squad, they're set. They're not going to be dropped on account of performance or or anything of that nature. So they can be rested. But the issue over here is like people like in, 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 in this particular situation, uh, Shikhar Dhawan, Yuzavendra uh, uh, Chahal, Kuldeep Yadav, uh, Hardik Pandya, and Bhuvaneshwar Kumar are your senior most members of this squad. All of yeah. whom need match practice. All of whom. So, Shikhar Dhawan is not a certainty in the T20Is in any case uh, for the T20 World Cup. He might become a part of the squad, but the openers are either going to be KL Rahul, uh, Gohit Sharma or Gohit Sharma, Vigat Kohli. Um, so, Shikhar Dhawan is not a certainty, but Shikhar Dhawan carries with him experience, carries uh, the, uh, the added advantage of being a left, left-hander. So, if he does mm-hmm. well, and as he has mm-hmm. been doing, he's been doing very well in the last couple of IPLs for Delhi. Um, yeah. If he does well, he becomes a shoe-in almost immediately because he's an experienced player, does well in ICC tournaments. He can get in and he's also captaining the side. So, I don't see uh, how, you know, you can open without Shikhar Dhawan. Given that there are only three T20 guys, I think they'll want to play him. Plus, he's the mm-hmm. captain as well. So, you know, if, if you don't play him up the order, who's going to be captain? Um, so, Shikhar Dhawan needs to play. Uh, similarly, so so I mean, you could Prithvi Shaw has to open. You need to see. So the, the issue with this side is that uh, at least from trying from a trying out perspective, there will still you be. Know, an I, 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 are, you, are you talking? Yeah. Are you talking about the T twenties, right? I'm talking about the T twenties. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. Huh. Yeah. So Rahul Dravid also sort of made it clear in his pre uh, pre series uh, press conference that giving an opportunity to everyone is you know, slightly unrealistic given that it's a 19-20 member squad. Uh, a few, what the purpose is to provide some extra options to the, mm-hmm. to the, to the selectors and the team management for the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Now, really, who, who are the ones who are going to provide those extra options? Somebody like Shikhar Dhawan, Prithvi Shaw, Ishan Kishan, 
Nitish Rana as well, possibly. Mm-hmm. And in the bowling department, there could there could be some some names. I mean, uh, uh, Varun Chakravarti. It will be very interesting to see. So how I broke this up was that amongst the seniors, the players that you know, there are certain players that one needs to look out for for different reasons. We just I just spoke about Shikhar Dhawan. Uh, aside from Shikhar Dhawan, somebody like Bhuvneshwar Kumar. Um, he did mm-hmm. he did pretty well in the uh, in the England T20s. And then, mm-hmm. sort of, he SRH was generally not doing very well in the first leg of the IPL, so can't really. And he took a couple of games off. There wasn't an injury, but apparently, just to manage workload. But in any case, we need to see more of Bhuvi. And if he does well, then I mean, he, I think he starts in the T20 World Cup 11. So if he does well, we need to see him. Most importantly, I think we need to see Hardik Pandya, because Hardik Pandya. And his fitness and whether he will bowl or not determines the balance of your side and who you play. Yeah. Not only in the World Cup, but also in the Sri Lanka T20s, which are just. Do, a do, do you think Hardik? Do you think Hardik? Do you think Hardik yeah. Pandya brings enough value as a finisher? And you mean just as a bowling batsman? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just as a finisher at number five or I mean at number six or whatever, and a uh, number five or six right. and basically and and yeah and doesn't uh, bowl. Yeah. Doesn't bo- yeah I don't I don't see it like he will definitely make the squad uh, for the yeah. uh, for the T20 World Cup that's I think that's yeah. that's for sure but just yeah. as a pure batsman uh, playing him I don't think so there's still there's so much competition in the top six for batting spots there's already Rishabh Pant Ravindra Jadeja I think will play uh, he mm-hmm. needs to play I, I I mean I'm a big yeah. fan of him playing in in like big tournaments uh, mm-hmm. and like and you've got Washington Sundar already over there so so there's a mm-hmm. lot of there's already a lot of batsmen, uh, a lot of batsmen vying for like few spots in that in that sort of five, six, seven sort of uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, region in in, yes. in the T20 eleven. Pandya mm-hmm. makes his case far more stronger if he can bowl some uh, bowl some pace because the issue is like if you can if he bowls pace then you can play two spinners. You can play Kuldeep Chahal. You can play Kul. Uh, you can play Chahal, uh, Jadeja, or any of the uh, any of those permutation combinations. But if he doesn't bowl, then you're mm-hmm. almost obliged to play three frontline seamers because there is really nobody else like him. There's Shivam Dubey, there's Vijay Shankar, none of whom are sort of cutting it as of this moment. They, I, mm-hmm. I don't see them. I mean, they're not even in this squad. I don't see how they will make it to the T2015 uh, as well. So Hardik Pandya, he apparently, I mean, if you just watch some videos that uh, that are put up on YouTube of India's intra-squad matches, he is bowling. In those intra squad matches, but okay. is, so I mean, hopefully he will bowl in these T20 internationals because he's he's I mean as an all rounder he's invaluable. He's a good enough bowler. He's a good enough batter, but he's not a good enough batter that he just gets in on the basis of his batting. Like say a Ben Stokes, a Ben Stokes will walk into uh, an English side, an English side still just on the basis of his batting, which is what's actually happening right now. You know, Ben Stokes also bowls very little these days. So, uh, so yeah, I, the Hardik Pandya is one to really look out for. Amongst the youngsters, uh, we need to see people like Pithvi Shaw, like you, like you mentioned, great Vijay Hazare trophy, uh, explosive batsman, should get some good uh, dry, flat pitches to, to bat on over here with some exper- inexperienced uh, uh, bowlers bowling at him. So, Pithvi Shaw mm-hmm. could provide like an option for in, in the opener section, even though there is a like, there's already like a there's already a queue for who's going to open in the T20 World Cup. Then uh, then you have uh, uh, Ishan Kishan. Will be interesting to see him. But to two two debutants. I mean, who who've never been picked in squads before. Kritugaj Gaikwad, Devdat Patikal. Very very exciting prospects. Uh, had a good first leg of the 2021 IPL. Uh, they could do very well. I mean, Devdat Patikal again, left-hander, uh, tall left-handed batsman. If if he comes mm-hmm. off. I see. I, I don't see how they'll make it to the T Twenty World Cup fifteen, but you know, just as an option for the future. I mean, this is a mm-hmm. great opportunity for these guys, and I think the one mm-hmm. of these two will definitely get get a get a couple of games. They they're good mm-hmm. enough. Uh, like mm-hmm. if Shikhar, if they win, if say if India wins in the first two games, somebody could be yeah. and These guys could 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 get a match. Uh, again, like mm-hmm. I actually, Manish Pandey, I was going to mention amongst <laughs> amongst some of the newcomers. Manish Pandey has been around for a while, 
but yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm only assuming this is like his last chance, really, to cut yeah. into the T20 or even the ODI squad. Because he's yes, been around yes. for a while. There's a, he's a great fielder. Pretty good batter when he gets going. But uh, yes. had a very, I mean, came under heavy criticism in the 2021 mm. IPL battles mm. over strike rates. And it was, mm. I mean, he actually cost uh, uh, Hyderabad a couple of games. So this is, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty, it's good. I mean, I, I think it's a good thing that selectors did persist with him for the sake of continuity and seniority. You did need some senior players on this tour. So, but yeah, this is a big, big opportunity. I hope he gets a game because I think he'll be competing with Nitesh Rana and Kunal Pandya. Surya uh, Kumar so Yadav. He gets a game uh, then. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Surya Kumar Yadav uh, as well. Yeah. Surya Kumar Yadav, uh, I just feel like as of this moment, the zone that he's in, yeah. he, he's going to start even the Sri Lanka D20s. I think he'll be in the in the starting eleven at, at yeah. either three and or he, four. And uh, he'll be in the fifteen and, yeah, for the T20 World. I, I, I see him. I see him being in the fifteen, and I see. Uh, I mean, we can get to this later, but I see at least like as far as the fifteen, as far as the playing eleven. Uh, sorry. Uh, of uh, in the T20 World Cup is concerned, he'll basically yeah, yeah. I think compete different with topic. KSI, which KSI, yeah, yeah, yeah a different okay. topic. But All yeah. right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, and and what and what about and uh, of course Sanju Samson is the only wicket keeper, the only wicket keeper, yeah, the only wicket keeper on Kishan. this tour. Ishan oh, Kishan, Kishan, of course, Ishan, of course, of course, sorry, Ishan yeah. Kishan and Sanju Samson are the two wicket keepers on this uh, uh, on this tour. So. Um, yeah. I mean, what do you, I mean, I'm not sure if Sanju Sam, I think Sanju Samson, I mean, I'm not too sure about him, right? Like, I know he's got talent. I know that, like, obviously, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that he can do really well. But, I mean, like, Mm -hmm. remember last year at the UAE, like, he basically did well at Sharjah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, like, the smallest uh, ground. I mean, exactly. We both Uh, went to Sanskriti together. It was the size of that ground, which wasn't very big. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's good. To, uh, the, 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 the circumference of the ground is 200 meters. No, it isn't. Yeah, anyway, no. So, as far as uh, the perimeter, sorry. Yeah. So, um, okay. Sanju, so, I mean, what, I mean, what do you really, I mean, I would rather see, I mean, like, uh, uh, I would rather see Ishan Kishan start, to be uh, very right. honest with you. So, I mean, what do you make yeah. of Sanju Sampson? Is he going to be in the, is I, he going to be, I mean, he will probably be in the 11 for a few games for sure across both formats. But do you think, uh-huh, I mean, and he uh-huh. may, and he will make the 50, I mean, but will he make the 15 at the T20 World Cup because you've got Pant and Ishan Kishan. Does Sanju Samson mm-hmm. sort of, you know, make the cut there? Um, I mean, I, I'm not too happy with him. Like, I know he can do really well, but I don't think that, I don't mm-hmm. think that he's consistent enough in my opinion. What do you make of him? Yeah, I, I agree with you. My thoughts are very, very similar about him. Mm-hmm. I feel like, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like over uh-huh. here, like Sa- Sa- it's basically Samson uh-huh. versus Kishan. One yeah, yeah. of them will obviously play in the eleven. Yeah, yeah. I-, I feel a similar way uh, about Sanju Samson. I just feel like now we have come to a stage where I mean, yeah. uh, getting into the Indian eleven, even on a tour like this, is pretty competitive. And mm-hmm. if you get two, three chances, which Sanju Samson has sort of got, he got a, he got a, uh, uh, he got, he's had a couple of runs most recently. He had a bit of a run in um, uh, against Australia in that T20 series. He tried to bat for the team, so that's a good thing. And he tried to up the ante, and he got out a couple of times. But he has been inconsistent, like you rightly even mentioned. Even in the IPL, where he's basically, he's captain now, so he obviously plays every game. Um, mm-hmm. Even there, he's he's not shown that sort of consistency that you would that you would expect. I mean, he's a wonderful stroke, stroke player, uh, can single-handedly change mm-hmm. games. But the issue with that is there are many of those now. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Ishan Kishan also sort of falls in that bracket as well. And Ishan Kishan, again, he's a left-hander. So, in yeah. Indian sides, generally, the issue has been that we have too many right-handers, very few left-handers. That's why, like, people like Shikhar Dhawan, Washington, Sundar, Ishan Kishan, Vishap Pant, there's, a, they, you know, you, that, it just works for them. Just that margin, on the margin, it works for them a little bit. But I, even that aside, I still feel that we should... Uh, for the sake of the future, if you go for the sake of continuity, so these are the two things in, in selection cause, right? Either you uh, go with continuity or you go with a vision for the future. If you go with continuity, then okay, fine. Maybe Samson could start. He's, he's senior to Kishan. Um, he's sort of the, the incumbent second string keeper after Pant. So I guess you could start with him. But if you really look at performance, look at the future, 
who you know you really want to actually see what they are actually made of i think ishan kishan's played a couple of t20s against england in that five t20s series earlier this year uh, and he yeah. didn't do i think he did well um yeah, so yeah, yeah. i think uh, on my debut. personal pick yeah yeah correct so my personal pick amongst the two of them is ishan kishan i i i, I, I would start with I, like if if my opinion counts for anything i would start with him but even if they start with sanju samson is not the worst thing in the world he, he yeah, I, mean, yeah. i think he is a good enough player but i mm-hmm. i have my preference for ishan kishan i now want to see what he is made of i want i would rather have if pant or somebody gets injured i want to see if ishan kishan is good enough to replace him so yeah so kishan and samson i pick kishan i just want uh-huh. to make a quick quick point about the bowling we spoken a little less about oh. the bowling just one point sure, about sure, the, sure. Yeah, just yeah. one point Fine, two, go ahead two players yeah just two players in the in bowling uh, uh, chetan sakaria vavin chakravarty uh-huh. and even rahul jaiwal for that matter who's been doing really well um yeah so chetan sakaria is obviously i mean i don't know if he expects to be in the 15 i think it's a bit of an ipl selection and he did very yeah, well yeah. in the ipl no doubt very nice story as well uh, but uh-huh. what i think what is to be noted about him is uh, i think along with t natarajan he's the only other frontline t20 i bowler right now for india who's a left armer and yeah. that is, that does help again uh, that those that angle is is important you want that variety so if he does well he has a lot to gain vagan chakravarty again uh, he finally uh, he's been in the squad but gets left out for fitness and other reasons uh, mystery spinner i mean we don't really have a mystery spinner i guess you can call kuldeep is not exactly mystery spinner anymore uh, so mm-hmm. he i think he'll definitely get a game in fact i wouldn't be surprised if he gets picked ahead of kuldeep as of this moment uh so that 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 will be interesting and finally kuldeep and chahal uh hopefully they get to play together if hardik is bowling but these guys i mean they've been around they've done very well for india but kuldeep has only played three t20is since 2019 chahal has played a few more but chahal is a, i think chahal is a smarter bowler but his wicket taking ability has sort of weaned off so these two guys as well mm-hmm. uh really uh-huh. need to look at them yeah mm-hmm. Okay so yeah. okay so thank you for uh, mm-hmm. uh bringing that point up um okay so now we're briefly going to look yeah. at uh, another couple of tours um which are ongoing at the moment um of course we've got the Australia tour of the West Indies they're playing 5T20 internationals there um at the moment and they've lost the first two um as far as um I, I mean as far as the squad which they sort of sent across uh, it's sort of interesting of course um as we know like in australia we have sort of seen a lot of players who don't sort of play red ball cricket uh playing white ball cricket internationally for australia for example i don't remember ashton ega playing red ball cricket after his heroics at trent bridge in 2013 right when he got 97 or whatever that was or 98 at the uh, age of uh, 19 back then right and he's basically been a regular in the uh, white ball team right and of course um, there are some prominent ma- names missing on this tour there's no pat cummins there's no glen maxwell there is no david warner um no marcus toynes right and you've got and but you do have you do have a mitchell stark you do have um uh josh hazelwood so uh and and of course one other prominent name uh, which uh, person who isn't there is steve smith but in again steve smith um it may not really be a t20 player so what do we sort of think about australia when it comes to the i mean like when it comes to the t- when it comes to the t20 world cup again we may be jumping the gun a little but if we can sort of have um maybe not a very in depth chat but sort of uh, i'd like to sort of know your thoughts on what australia will mm-hmm. sort of uh, do well, well, i mean whether they whether you know a lot of these irregulars will sort of turn up at the t20 world cup the other ega brother that is mm-hmm. wes not um, ashton you got dan christian old mm-hmm. man dan christian who has who's recently been doing who's who's that who did very well for the sydney sixers in the bbl right and then you've got moises enrique who's been back who's been back in the team since the uh, india series last year then you've got ben mcdermott son of craig um, exactly and then you've got the youngsters in marily meredith josh josh philippi um and then you've got you know the part timers on the fringe who've always sort of who've been there for a while ashton turner andrew tai um how many of the uh, how many of these people and then you've got Josh Hazelwood who isn't typically known to be the best who isn't typically known as a t20 bowler right he's known more for his white ball prowess but i have to say when i when the few games that he did play for csk in last year's ipl 
he didn't give away many runs at all, right? And I found that to be incredibly valuable, right? Like I saw that I saw that he was actually wasted at CSK yeah. on the bench. So, uh, how many of uh, what what do you sort of think make of this squad? Uh, do you sort of see do, do you sort of see uh, a lot of these people being rested for the T20 World Cup? I mean, uh, as we uh, as we sort of alluded to uh, unofficially on the side right now, um, we will see Pat Cummins walk into this team because he is that good. Right. Uh, we will uh, right. sort of we will sort of see the big show, Glenn Maxwell. We will sort of see David Warner for sure. Right. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, but what about but what about the others? I mean, Steve Smith has sort of you know started nudging uh, cricket fans and journal and media towards the fact that you know he may not play at all. So what sort of what, what, do, you, do you sort of think that this right. young inexperienced squad, which is losing in the West Indies, if I may add? Right. Do you sort of see like this making the core of the T20 team with the with the addition of a few senior players? Yeah. Yeah. So right. Good. 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 I mean, that that was a pretty uh, well-rounded analysis of exactly what's going on with the Australian squad because I mean, it basically covers most of this. Uh, but I think the main issue here, so like you said, Maxwell, yeah. Cummins, Stoinis yeah. are basically going to walk into the team. Uh, so yeah. even if they don't play here, uh, much like What's happening with India? Australia is basically providing a few options in Josh Philippi, Ben McDermott, again very good player, um, and uh, say like Mitchell Mitchell Marsh will probably make the squad, but they need to give him game time. And Josh Hazelwood, like you said, is like one of those. Uh, if there was a bowling equivalent to Shikhar Dhawan in Australia, that sort of Josh Hazelwood, I sometimes feel he does well. But he sort of finds it difficult to make it to the eleven because you know sometimes you just don't. There are other players with certain exact skills that you need in T20. Say like for example, Andrew Tai may not be a pound for pound better bowler than Josh Hazelwood, but mm-hmm. he provides a certain angle to the bowling bowling lineup which you will prefer over say yes, yes. a Josh Hazelwood um, just bowling good length. Exactly, he'll he'll, he'll 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 damage so, the opposite team's morale by bowling a wide to a guy on ninety nine. Right, <laughs> exactly. So, so that I mean, so the other players might have some value, or in uh-huh. in either their skills or in gamesmanship, uh, that mm-hmm. might make the cut. So, Josh is yeah, yeah. okay. If he does, and I think he's already doing well. So he puts mm-hmm. his name into the hat. I mean, he he provides an option. But aside mm-hmm. from that, Steve Smith is already sort of nudged, like you like you said. I think I don't think Steve Smith is going to play the 2020 World Cup. That. Mm-hmm. Now how now the now the the issue is will that be a major problem for Australia? I don't know. I don't think so. I think they have enough options. Uh, Steve Smith anyway doesn't exactly set the stage on fire in in T twenties. That is not to discount his importance even in T twenties. I think you know is important sort of player in deferring in like dry conditions like the UAE. If say the spinner towards the end of the tournament, if Australia still around. If spin becomes an even bigger weapon, Steve Smith can negotiate that really, really well. Um, mm-hmm. So he is important, but I feel like overall our T20s have also become like super uh, uh, analysis and tactics based sort of. Uh, it's become like that sort of a format, and I feel like you can assemble a team which can sort of cover up the absence of Steve Smith even in Australia. I think they have enough options over there. Uh, it's a good. It's a good. Like I said, it's a good. Uh, uh, opportunity for even Ashton Turner, good hitter. Alex Carey, I, I hope he gets a couple of games um, to to sort of stamp their authority in West Indies against strong West Indies uh, lineup, mind you. So, so, I think the main issue here is Steve Smith. The rest of the guys who aren't playing like Cummins, Maxwell, Stoinis, Warner. Mm-hmm. These these guys are going to walk into the team anyway. They'll be in the starting eleven. Uh, so Mitchell Marsh is playing instead of Stoinis. Uh, Matthew Wade is playing instead of uh, uh, David Warner. Uh, Hazelwood is probably playing instead of Cummins. So you know, and, and Josh Philippi is playing instead of Steve Smith, or Moises Enriques is playing instead of Steve Smith. So these guys are like exactly they're, they're like reserves, and, and and if they do well here, uh, it's always good to have an informed reserve for a, for a, uh, for a frontline player. And that's basically what's happening. And like as far as like the departure, the the diversion. Between white ball and red ball, I feel like that's happened in every team now. At least every big team, because I mean, teams like Australia, England, India can afford to do it, and it won't look so bad because they've got decent talent pools. Even though Australia, like you pointed out, Australia is losing over here, but I don't think that's because they sent a a poor team 
it's a pretty decent team on paper but we have to account for the fact and maybe you can get to that that west indies has sort of you know had an avengers assemble moment and uh, all their top line players are suddenly playing and uh, and they and they're doing really really well it's a really strong west indies team yes, that they're yes, playing exactly. at home exactly so, you've got all the uh, i mean yeah. you you you've got all the i mean you've got all the big hitters you've got lendl simmons andre fletcher chris gale right. will 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 this t20 world yeah. cup be chris gale's final hurrah do you think on the international stage right. um i don't know yeah. um could be chimron hetmeyer who was brilliant um yesterday mm-hmm. uh dwayne Dwe- bravo andre russell yeah this is a super strong team nicholas puran and- uh who's captain yeah fabian allen yeah this yeah. this is a crazy team Sh- sheldon cottrell uh, uh, uh pretty about his season with uh, kings 11 um they were kings yeah. 11 at the time so i'll call them that yeah uh, yeah this is an incredibly strong uh, west indies team i mean they've already they've they've won um they 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 they've basically like they they basically won two t20 world cups more than any other team right both in 2012 mm-hmm. and 2016 um it, it's mm-hmm. hard to believe that it, i mean like uh, earlier though we were having um, a t20 world cup every two years and now it's been five years mm-hmm. since the last one so that's a little weird to sort of taken yeah yeah exactly um exactly so that's that's something which is sort of happening um yeah so this west indies team is actually very very uh, strong so i mean like again west indies is not a team which i've been following a whole lot at all uh, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. but even over here it seems like you know unlike sri lanka they're a smaller nation who were in disarray darren sammy in fact spoke mm-hmm. about that in the victory speech if you remember mm-hmm. back in 2016 um yeah yeah there's no carlos there's there's no there's no carlos that's wait so i mean it's a good i, I do mm-hmm. remember his name but uh he's not here uh, <laughs> uh, uh <laughs> yeah i just want to uh, just want to yeah. jump in and also say that another yeah. difference between australia and west indies over here is so west indies yeah. this this group of yeah. players it is a very strong group they don't play together yeah. that much because like yeah, i said like they don't always they just sometimes they show up sometimes they don't they don't exactly have the best relationship with the board but they sort of come together before a major t20 tournament and they've done the exact same thing but each yeah. player plays a ton of t20 cricket they are, i mean they've been often yeah. sort of unceremoniously yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, been called cricket mercenaries so all yes. of these guys play yes, so exactly. much t20 cricket that they like IPL, as far as bbs cpl yeah yeah mm. and all, all of them are like uh, mm. starting starting players for for their franchises so you know the, these guys as far as their t20 skills are concerned are as sharp as they possibly uh, possibly can be even in a pandemic sort of year 2020-2021 pandemic season now uh, yeah. they, they they their skills that way are perfect Australia on the other hand like i mentioned about Mitchell Stark even Josh Hazelwood even somebody like Adam Zampa you know sort of got wasted on RCB's bench um th- these guys uh, they 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 don't play as much t20 cricket that's one and two even tactically i think they have some issues over there they don't have a different coach justin langer is the t20 coach i mean there's been a lot of talk in australian I mean, cricket you, that should justin you langer had be the and- you had andrew mcdonald sort of taking them McDonald's. to the new exactly to the new zealand tour and andrew mcdonald who of course to the new uh, zealand tour uh, of course yeah. andrew mcdonald who sort of uh, uh, was rajasthan royals coach last year uh, before right. ceremonially right. being sacked just i think a few days or just a couple of weeks before the auction yeah um, yeah. yeah i mean but, but the point that i'm making though is that uh, like even in the first game that they lost against the west indies they had a major collapse in the interest uh-huh. of being super aggressive they lost six wickets for some 24 runs or something of that sort um and that was because and i think agen finch spoke about it he he sort of reversed at least what they uh, what they must have strategized before the game he sort of reversed it right after the result saying that we wanted to show a little bit more intent through the middle overs but i think we need to rein it in a little bit so that sort of i mean he said that in public so now they're going to try and gain it in apparently so you know i i feel like there is a little bit of confusion about how they want to bat how they want to actually play as a unit so there is yeah. that as well i think and and now like i mentioned before as well t20s have becomes i mean the backroom staff the coaching uh, staff and the management along with the captain vice captain i'm sure mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the strategy behind how to approach a t20 game as a particular and, and you have to make the strategy obviously, obviously suit the squad of players that you have has mm-hmm. become such a critical component 
of T20 yes, yes, cricket. Of course. Which most, makes sense uh, that that we have of, a guy called yeah. we have a guy called the we have a guy called the wall leading the, the T20 team to Sri Lanka. Right. Correct. Yeah. Because, I mean, because it's it's so much about like now it's a lot about analytics. It's all it's I mean coaching is is far more coaching. I mean coaching may not be the correct word, but just generally strategizing uh, as senior members and as astute readers of the game uh, has yeah. become is far more critical in T20 cricket because there's that much less time. So there's like mm-hmm. that you you plan down to the bone. I mean first six overs we must be this much, otherwise there will be an uh-huh. issue. So uh, last uh-huh. four five overs, we'll send this flag, and if so many if if so many wickets uh-huh. are down, we'll send another flag if so many wickets are down. So they like it's that level of planning which Australia needs to get in order before the T20 World Cup because the thing is, teams like West Indies and stuff, while they might not play together and might not have the time to go through that sort of planning with that same group of players, each player, I mean, they're so sharp in their skills right now because they've played so much that you know they can literally at least amongst this group of players. They're all just performing really well. If uh, Evan Lewis doesn't perform, Hetmyer performs. I mean, Gale is not performing these days, but Gale is bowling well. I mean, it's just uh, Russell. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. having Andre Russell and Dwayne Bravo playing in the same team is pretty outstanding. Nicholas Pugan, again, right now, not really firing, but these guys are big, mm-hmm. big hitters, real, exactly. real impact players, match winners. So mm-hmm. it's going to be tough for Australia. They need to mm-hmm. get their act together pretty soon. Of Definitely, definitely. I, I mean, like, I wasn't going to talk. I wasn't think, planning on talking about. Um, uh, yeah, I wasn't planning on talking about the West Indies squad at all. But it's great that we've touched upon that. Uh, anyway, so, um, uh, so I think finally, unless there's anything else which we sort of think about talking, this has been a very, very enjoyable mm-hmm. chat. We, I would like to sort of look at England in white ball cricket, specifically looking at England versus Pakistan. Uh, it's been an interesting series. Um, Essentially, I mean, England have won both their both the ODI so far, but that's not the interesting bit. The interesting part is the fact that there's an entirely new look team for the English because of again because of uh, for COVID reasons. Um, 48 hours before the first match, an entirely new squad was announced, and you have now mm-hmm. um, and you have now uh, like a, uh, you have a bunch of players who never quite possibly never expected to play for England ever. Play, uh, out there and you know doing uh, out there and you know representing their country. So it's something which is uh, that it's it's something which is um, you know quite amusing, and it's also something which is a little frightening to be honest. Again, it's 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 happening at home, um, and you know these guys are. I mean, like England cricket has re- it has recently been doing very very well in white ball cricket, but this kind uh, as we as we know as obviously they won the World Cup a couple of years ago. Um, and uh, you know they are one of the favorites for the T20 World Cup as well. But this depth that they have is something which you know to me is very, very so is very interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the, this depth that they have, is, yeah. So the depth that they have is very interesting. Let me just uh, pull up the ODI. I mean, let me just pull up the squad. So you've got, of course, Ben Stokes leading the charge. You've got uh, a few. You've got the young bright. I mean, youngish. I mean, 25 is still young by uh, cricket standards. So you've got Bryden Cass as well. You've got uh, Lewis Gregory, who's of course the T20 internationals. You've got Sakib Mahmood, who of course has played for England, but did exceptionally in the mm-hmm. ma- in uh, uh, the other day. You've got Matt Parkinson, who everybody has. I mean, who I mean, people have been. I think people have been screaming for him to be included in uh, crying out loud for him to be included in the red in uh, the Test team. Okay, you've got well, Phil. So exactly, uh, you've got the likes of you've got the likes of James Vince, who's been in and out. Um, you've got uh, you've got John Simpson, David Payne. You've got Phil Salt, who well, I think has been a mainstay for the Adelaide Strikers in the BBL, right? And uh, has actually been like a bit, has been has been like a pretty decent sort of, you know, um, t Twenty player. And he got uh, even though he didn't do very well in the last match, I think he uh, he got his half century. Maybe it was sixty something yesterday that he got. Uh, yeah, again, I think he top uh, scored exactly. yesterday. Exactly, he top scored yesterday, right? And you've got the likes of Craig Overton and Zach Crawley, who we have seen in. Uh, test cricket as well. So this is something which is, I mean, this is something which is quite exciting, right? And Pakistan are by no means pushovers, yeah. right? So um, yeah, for these all. guys to sort, exactly, for these guys to sort of come out with barely any preparation, I mean, you know, just being called up and being asked to play, fine, they are playing in home conditions, fine, the nation is jubilant because uh, football may be coming home. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, um, <laughs> like, you know, like the West Indies T20 team, this team is also quite exciting, wouldn't you say, Uday? 
very exciting team uh, but i mean and for no fault of their own they they still they still very inexperienced so you would i mean i think most people would put pakistan as favorites so these guys have done really really well uh, uh some players i sorry I just, when you were reading the squad out i i was i was looking here ben duckett is in the squad as well i just wanted yeah. to uh, throw us all back to uh, when he was a part of the english test twice test yeah. squad in the 2016 17 season where his feet just didn't move huh. i mean it just felt like you know one of us should be batting there we might do a better job which is usually said in jest but in his yes. case it was and then, and then of course been... and then of course and then of course in 2017 18 his most famous achievement was pouring a glass of beer over the head of johnny besto yes correct huh. yeah so yeah. there's a bit of a colorful character who finds his way back into the team so obviously uh, some uh-huh. amount of uh, <laughs> some amount of skill as well of course yes, uh, but yes. yeah but still i mean some players here zack coley james wins uh, craig overton saki mehmood parkinson as you mentioned jake ball yeah. who didn't who's not in the playing 11 but again has been around for a while daniel logins also mm-hmm. has been around for a while so they did manage to put together a group of respectable players but still i mean Philip Salt, uh, 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 Greg, even Lewis Gregory, he, he does play in in the T Twenty as Brian Cars. Uh, uh, some of the other guys who didn't play in the eleven. This is a very inexperienced side, and Ben Stokes was sort of called on the eleventh hour to captain them. So these guys deserve a lot of credit. I actually saw a little bit of both the games, and uh, it is incredible. I mean, I just want to contrast this with. Uh, the in yeah I mean, and this is a pretty common thing to do but like it's because i have to point this out because it's such a mindset shift in english cricket uh in teams of the past i mean basically pre 2015 is what i'm talking about you had players like i mean you had the bell trot cook ega and they used to play even in, and god anderson cram swan in 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 the bowling department they used to play both tests and odis yeah i mean And then, and then that led, and, and then that led to a very and it yeah. led to a very disaster i mean ultimately we did see a t20 it, it uh, was, world cup victory yeah, in 2010 yeah. but then we saw a very yeah. a, a, a terrible 2015 uh, odi world cup and that world sort of galvanized england cricket to you know focus on to i mean obsess, uh, to almost be obsessed that caused the ecb to be almost obsessed right. with perfecting uh, the white ball squad and lineups and uh, preparation so, yeah so we know what they've done in their main squad with owen morgan leading them and they and it all culminated with them winning the 2019 world cup so we know yes. what what that group of players has sort of put together over the years why this is yes. important is that their second string group of players which is now going to come up uh, they play with a similar sort of mindset even when so yesterday in the game yesterday which they won which is a very good victory for such a team uh it was good conditions for bowling they were put into bat pakistan won the toss they were put into bat there was something like 20 for 2 and a player like philip salt along with uh i want to say yeah i think it was james wins who's a slightly yeah. more experienced player yeah. yeah, but their yeah. counter attack was something to see which i have noticed in english cricket in the and india has been on the receiving end as well so maybe noticed it that much more the when their answer to pressure now has been has increasingly i mean it it should maybe even intuitively it should be to counter attack but now it is that much more of a confident counter attack and it's not only true for their main squad with the likes of butler uh, stokes besto roy etc it's also even in their second uh, second group of players which is coming up now salt played an incredible innings i mean he made 60 runs but uh, some of the stroke play in that innings and though some of those pakistani bowlers were bowling some good pace bowling well i mean shine of the hasan ali uh, haris gaur i mean those guys were bowling pretty well hasan ali was uh, got a 54 yesterday and mm-hmm. he batted really well some gorgeous shots um and, and hasan, so, yeah, I, these guys i, I want to, i want to i want to say that hasan ali is really key to this pakistan has been really key to this pakistan uh, white course, ball yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah just just to finish yeah so just finishing i have i have a few thoughts on the pakistan side but just to just to finish on the uh-huh. on the yeah. bowling side of things is another thing i wanted to point out um mm-hmm. so while watching them bowl yesterday so mm-hmm. again they again they tail fired as it always does for england and took them to mm-hmm. a respectable score but yesterday yeah. while bowling this was the difference between the two sides really uh, shaheen afridi mm-hmm. hasan ali bowled really well up front against england got them got them some early wickets kept the pressure on really did bowl well 
but everybody who came after them bhagat singh fahim ashraf shadab khan bowled decently but the the, mm. the the first second change group of bowlers just couldn't keep the pressure on that is where i felt like england were different saki mahmood of course started really well uh, with lewis gregory but then craig overton and bryden cars who were the first and second change bowlers respectively bowled really really well with a slightly oldish kokobora ball uh, and it wasn't like some sort of green top so it was conditions were okay they were they were a little favorable for bowling but it wasn't like it wasn't like very very difficult for batting but craig overton bowled good hard lengths same for bryden cars and these guys like i said these guys haven't played that much international cricket and finally about matthew parkinson uh it was very very interesting to watch him bowl he is one of those classical leg spinners who gives it lots and lots and lots of flight and waits for the batsman to make a mistake and sometimes and that's where i mean these sort of bowlers tend to be a little expensive it happened with him mm-hmm. as well a little bit hasan ali tonked him for three sixes in a row took him for 22 runs mm-hmm. but he bowl, he does bowl with a lot of heart seems to be a bit of a character i definitely think there is a spot for him waiting in the test side but that's probably for another day but yeah good exactly. great 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 yes. show by england i know and series. on to pa- so on to pakistan then Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, it's it's very interesting. It's a full strength side. It's a full strength side. Uh very some very so. exciting prospects in Saud Shakil, uh Shoaib mm-hmm. Maksud. Uh You've for somebody Stol- who follows Stalwarts and yeah, Stalwarts yeah. and Babar and Babar and Fakhar and uh Rizwan. So, and and exactly. these guys and the thing is these guys these guys have played in the UK a fair amount. And particularly yeah. limited overs cricket and stuff, these guys have been around. they've played and they've done well that importantly they've done well as well and for somebody who you know maybe to an unhealthy level follows pakistan cricket analysis uh, some of which is very very reactionary uh, you know they, yeah. they, there have been lots of calls to play players like saud shakil soeb maksud and uh, and haris rao so these guys are good good players uh, it's been very very sad to see the way they performed Uh, mm-hmm. uh hasan ali did well shine afridi did well i think these two are obviously mainstays now um but the batting has been the, do you remember the day when shine afridi uh, shine afridi um uh, uh was uh, hailed as the next uh, chief of the dinda academy <laughs> yeah. there have been times there have there have been there have been times i mean like he's outgrown that now yeah. but there have been times when he was yeah. terribly inconsistent and he was uh, very inconsistent very raw yes yeah yeah very raw yeah, yeah but uh, but he's he's clearly he outgrew that i mean i think the 2019 world cup was a major uh, watershed moment for him he bowled well over there he's developed both swings as well now so he can swing it both ways and he's become that much more lethal and of course i mean he's tall got all the attributes of a fast bowler he's doing well now i i feel like he's, exactly he's he, he's got that he's got this he's basically yeah exactly he's basically yeah. uh he's basically Mitch, mitchell stark you know like six and a half feet tall okay. and yeah. exactly and left arm and i mean like in terms of those attributes um anyway but yeah absolutely uh, absolutely yeah, I, mean, I, sure. i actually uh, feel there, like there, there, he, he's not yeah. really mitchell stark though in terms of uh mm-hmm. hang on how how quick how quick are the two of them compared to each other yeah this, so if, i was if, just if, going if, to say this, uh, yeah uh-huh. yeah, yeah i was ahead. just going to say i think shine afridi is about uh, is about five to six i mean if they're bowling top pace then yeah. mitchell stark would 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 be around would five beat him. k's yeah. ahead yeah yeah for yeah. sure for sure but i also yeah, yeah. feel i also feel that shine afridi has mm-hmm. might have sacrificed that little uh, putting on pace or whatever adding that to his armory in the interest of being a better swing bowler and that, right. I, i i think i think right. he's a better swing bowler when conditions are conducive than mitchell stark mitchell stark might be a better enforcer kind of like a shoaib yeah. akhtar type mold might be a very good yeah. enforcer might make things happen but shine afridi will be that like who could take a side you know who could get a bag of wickets when when uh, when uh, when uh, conducive so he he he's a he's a tad bit slower just a tad uh-huh. bit i have to say uh but yeah, he yeah, gets yeah. that little bit of extra movement yeah. and is slightly more accurate when exactly. when he's a going in which stark was a few years ago known as someone who was excellent with swing reverse swing in particular but uh, recently yeah. i think recently i think he may have lost that rap a little um uh, anyway so conspicuously uh, just to put it out there conspicuously post sandpaper gate he hasn't been the same ah, in ah, the reverse yes, swing yes yes, yes, yes <laughs> of course how could i have missed that um uh, yeah just putting it out there yeah yeah there's an excellent book which i could recommend to you um jeff lemons uh, steve smith's men by jeff lemon it's i think it's 
one of the best book, sporting oh. books I've read of all time. It is incredibly readable. Um, I mean, like I think I think the I think the paperback. I think the paperback maybe like a li- like the price maybe a little eyebrow raising. I have it on my Kindle, mm-hmm. so that's a, that's okay. a little better. But you should definitely like oh, there you and obviously the readers sure. should definitely uh, check that check that out. Since we're on sandpaper, and I, just, I mean I just, this book sort of just came to mind. Okay, so I think that sort of okay. brings us to the end of today's podcast. We've chatted a fair bit. Uh, yeah. Uh, we've uh, it's been incre- it's been ve- it's been very very enjoyable. Great having you on the show. I have learned a lot. I hope our listeners have. Uh, I hope our listeners <laughs> enjoy this as well. Um, now, as far as um, yeah, so that's basically about it. So, as far as uh, of course, uh, future episodes are concerned, um, we'll of course maybe shortly in like a, a, a few weeks or so be looking at uh, England versus India. We may just, I mean, uh, we may just review England, Sri, India, Sri Lanka. Who knows? But um, yeah, uh, let, let, let's see what uh, this. Uh, let let's see what um, the English cricket summer. And the extended summer with the IPL and the T20 World Cup sort of have to bring us, um, and of course the Ashes thereafter. So um, thanks again, Uday, and um, thanks a lot. Thanks, a lot. it was great and, fun, and uh, hope to see you again sometime. See you.